four, three, Well, Dave, that was a great time of worship. My chains are gone. I've been set free. I, lo I love that song. Absolutely. We've been blessed by our worship team during this entire uh, COVID-19 time. Yeah. Dave, we're going uh, to have some fun together. We're going to be able to see what God's been doing uh, here at the Bible Chapel and some great stories. And then we're going to kind of give a preview of where we're headed. So right. we're going to do a lot of things. But the one thing I want to say, you, you had the <laughs> last two weeks and you did a tremendous job on your sermons. But the buzz, the buzz at the Bible Chapel <laughs> has been your letter jacket bomber jacket. Ron, I'm committed to be a multi-generational <laughs> church. I know. Aren't we right, young people? Well, I that's, saw, that's I, I honestly saw the South Fayette. Is that where you went to high school? That's right. The, the shadow of that on I, that jacket. I told Ron this week, he wears, he wears a jean jacket on Easter. Everyone's like, wow. I wear a bomber jacket. It's just... It was a rough week. Rough week here, I can say that. <laughs> the other thing we got going today is we have chapel by the Bible Chapel coffee mugs. Right. But the problem is <laughs> you've got to be left-handed to be able to see the Bible Chapel coffee mugs. I'm good on my side. You're I'm good, good on, on my side. side. <laughs> Dave, we're going to have a great time today, and it's going to be exciting to just, just celebrate right. at what God is doing. He's yep. been doing such tremendous things. Right. And we want to frame our first part of our time with Acts chapter 14, verse 27. So, Paul and Barnabas, they're doing ministry together. Some challenging times. I mean, Paul right. gets stoned at one point. They think right. he's dead. Yep. And he's not. And uh, they continue doing ministry. But right. in Acts chapter 14, verse 27, and when they arrived, they gathered the church together. They declared all that God had done with them. I love that. That's when they, awesome. they gathered the church together yep. and they declared all that God had done with them. And that's what we want to do today. Absolutely. We want to declare God has been in, the, in this challenging time God has been at work, yeah. and we have seen him do such great things through our congregation. So, so kick it off and just yeah. take us through some of the highlights that God's been doing. Yeah, I, I told Kristen, this, this was probably the hardest message to prepare of the last three weeks because to, to put together in a short segment all that our church family has done over the past two months, it, it's almost an impossible task. It's amazing, amazing what we have done together as the Lord has led us. So the theme, the theme of this time, the celebration is community. We have seen our church family display community and care like, like we've never seen before. Yes. And that's the echo Ron, we've been hearing. And it's been remarkable. It's been humbling. It's been encouraging. And it's been motivating, motivating to keep going as a church body. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Bible Chapel family, for the past two months, the way you have lived that community out. And, and I think about just even families. We've been overloaded with communication about how God is using this time uh, through your families on Facebook, on Instagram, and, and through our online services, the way God is using ministry in the home, in us as a church family. And we want to we wanna thank our staff, right? We've been hearing echoes of all the ministries. I mean, Ron and I are on the platform on the weekend. But, but the staff as a whole has been remarkable. Well, it's, it's cool because uh, you can't see him and we're all distance, we're yeah. all distance, but you got Rick over there who yeah. is always here yeah. we're doing it. You got Susie running the screen, right. right? You got Simon behind the camera and you got Brian doing the sound and Maria's here. I don't know what Maria's doing here, but <laughs> and it's great to see our staff just, just uh, really going over and above right. uh, with all the things. And the best thing is they're ready to go. And then if you and I go off, then they have to find a way to stay with us. <laughs> and it's been fun just seeing us having fun. I think about Chalk Talk. How cool is this? An idea to write scripture on driveways and hearing about neighbors asking questions about God's word. It's just been, been amazing to see us respond during this digital time. But, but regardless of what the means have been, we have stayed committed to that mission to develop followers of Jesus Christ. And I want to share personal stories, just a few personal stories 
stories of the impact that we are making to develop followers of Jesus Christ. Starting in Florida with DeBerry campus, we have Gloria and DeBerry, and, and Gloria says even during this time, she has been brought to a place of complete peace. And she says this, in the face of a storm, I do believe my life has been changed permanently for the better. I have more time to, to be in God's word daily and I'm able now to do things previously she set aside because I live such a very busy life and I love it. She says, no more. You know Gloria. And she, yeah. she brings life to the Berry campus and tremendous <laughs> testimony, Gloria. Then Charlena from Wilkinsburg. Charlena reached out to me just this week. Uh, Ted has helped her get started with Living Grounded right in her home because even before COVID-19, she was unable to come to services. Charlena says this, I suffer from social anxiety and wasn't able to attend Sunday services in Wilkinsburg. For so long, I logged onto the website and watched online. But now, because of all the digital ministry we're doing together, I'm able to watch, read, pray, interact, and fellowship with the entirety of the Bible Chapel family. Your virtual ministry has enabled me to connect in a way that I would have never been able to do otherwise. And she's, this is to you. Thank you for easing my path on my journey to God. That is amazing how God is using this time. And I, and I think about, Ron, we love seeing these pictures of our online campus. Family mm -hmm. sharing, sitting around their living room, watching the services. And I want to tell you, when, when Rick or someone says share the service, you never know the impact that can have. Who, who might click that link? Why are all these pictures it? of the worship? I think, <laughs> yeah, I I think they check out when, when we get that up there. My bomber jacket's in here somewhere, <laughs> I'm sure. And uh, it's so cool to see people uh, from all over our country. Think about it, and the world. We have people from other countries. And I think about Hillary. What a testimony from Las Vegas. Hillary got connected during COVID-19. She has a powerful testimony. She grew up in Mormonism and she had a rough life, a rough life that she shared with us. And she shared how the online campus changed her. Here's what she says. I truly believe God led me to your church to open my eyes and heart. I started listening every weekend and I finally uh, started to understand, I love this, I started to understand I don't need to work my way to heaven. That God died for me, right? Jesus gave his life for me and loves me. She says this, I'm a new Christian and my faith is growing every day. I have a long way to go, we all do, Hillary, and I'm finally allowing God into my heart and trusting in his word. She says this, I love your church, I hope it's okay if I consider myself part of your church family, even though I live in Las Vegas. Hillary, if you're listening, you are part of our family. Absolutely. And more importantly, you are now our sister in Christ. And Ron, that's, that's just amazing. Yeah, and when this that's is over, I'm gonna, Laura and I are gonna do a personal visit yeah. to Hillary. Oh man, pray for us, pray for us. <laughs> so those are some individual stories, right? Of what God is doing in people's lives. And we've seen that in the community of our groups. Without even asking you to do this, small groups, Bible studies, started meeting via Zoom. And Ron, this started to pop up. You were surprised seeing yeah. Lori's yeah. Uh, group meeting on Zoom. And I think about Washington. Zeb shared that in Washington that their groups have come together virtually. And he's actually, they're seeing growth in their groups during this time. Bob McDemus leads the group ministry down there, and he has a few high-risk individuals in his group, including a nurse who serves on the front lines in Washington. Bob shared this about the power of groups right now. The cool thing about our group is that we continue to do life, I love this, uninterrupted. COVID-19 was not going to stop that. We were able to talk through fears, had some really good laughs comparing face masks that we came up with in creative <laughs> ways. And one of the things we focused on was asking for prayer. Talking through those concerns were extremely helpful. The entire time though, that's who we are, they stayed committed, committed to studying the word of God. Isn't that, Ron, that is awesome to see the groups 
uh, step up during this yeah, time. Yeah, that's been, that's been fantastic. That's been fantastic. And I think about, we're a multi-generational church, right? Ron pointed that out with my jacket. So since we're a multi-generational <laughs> church, we don't just do digital ministry during this time. We do old school ministry. We've done door-to-door visits. We've done calls. Think about it. We have made 5,000 phone calls over the past two months to care for one another. When I think about door-to-door, I think about Ross Traver. Uh, they have some shut-ins right now in their congregation. So they decided we're going to do drive by parades to visit them. They made signs. You see the cars lining up the streets, honking horns, and then they go out and visit them. They stand by the door and they're on the road. We have heard tremendous testimonies. Even last week, it was in the pouring rain and they went outside to visit their car. That's, that's Nathaniel, our campus pastor, visiting someone while it's raining on site. Ross Traver, thank you for doing that. And when I think about those 5,000 calls, they each represent an individual that God can use a simple phone call to change their life. Here's one testimony. On a phone call where we thought we were calling a young woman, we ended up connecting with her estranged father. He told us he and his daughter haven't spoken for two years. We connected him to men's ministry and Tunch was able to share the salvation message and lead him to Christ and encourage him to reconnect with his daughter. Think about that. The person who made that call didn't say, oh, I'm sorry. No, they engaged this individual. And God used that connection to draw this man to a relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, if COVID-19, you think about just these individual stories, what God is doing. That is so cool. You know, uh, those calls have been going out to our members first and then everyone uh, in our our database. And it's been so cool because a lot of times people will call, one call might represent a whole family. Absolutely. And so to be able to engage with people, see how they're doing, let them know, let them know we know they are there yeah. and that we're praying for them. That's just been a highlight of, uh, of some of the things we've been doing. And so many people have volunteered to make those calls with us, which has been remarkable. Just a few more. I told you we could go on all day. Uh, we think about all the giving, not, not just through the offering, but through your generosity, through the donations, the city mission, food bank, you name it, the meals being prepared. We think about our cafe and the ministry they have had. And, and I think about our Robinson family. Robinson started to engage Light of Life of what they could do. Each week since this started, they prepare 150 meals for the homeless in the city of Pittsburgh. And to date, I'm told by Tom that they have made 750 bagged lunches that they drive down each week to serve the homeless in our city. Robinson family, thank you. What, what a testimony and witness. And that's happening at every campus. And I think about our, our cafe team here in the South Hills. Uh, Ron, I will never forget when this first hit, and I didn't even know this was happening. They're making meals. I go outside, and then I see all these cars lined up. And I'm wondering, what are these cars for? And then Karen Ryan says, those are volunteers who are going to drive the meals to the families. Right. Right. And the testimony of that, I just want to end with this one, Ron. I'm going to hand it back to you because you know Harry real well. So, so Harry Obley, long time, him and his wife, long time members of our church, their family. And uh, he talked about how we are living out the Ephesians 4 culture we always said we wanted to be. And the way that we have ministered to one another, cared for one another, and the body has built the body during this time. Harry says this, and to all those involved in prayer and delivering meals, we are so thankful knowing our brothers and sisters are praying for us. We are all indeed ligaments referenced in Ephesians 4, 16. And for what we're doing together, we are holding up the body of Christ. And Ron, we, we, had, to, we had to just take that brief moment because in scripture, God always allowed his people to look back at his promises of what, he, what he's done for them before they look forward. Right. And we right. could go back a lot longer than what we just did. And that's just a glimpse of what God has been doing. 
There's tremendous highlights, right, <clears throat> of what God's doing here at the church. And when I, when I see that on the screen and I see Harry Obley's name down there, I got to tell you, I get a little emotional about that because Harry Obley uh, was an elder here for many, many years. Yeah. Elder, we wanted to call him Elder Emeritus, and he said, <laughs> no, no, I do not want any title. <clears throat> and Harry would bring his Bible, a well-worn Bible, and he always had a rubber band. He always uh, would... would uh, uh, bookmark things with a rubber band and he would pull it out and so many times in an elders meeting late at night Harry would go to that verse and talk about the ligaments oh, I always remember good. talking about the ligaments because that's what holds the body together right, right, right. and Ephesians 4 that's the culture we want to be yeah. and Ephesians 4 culture Right. Where, where we are equipping the saints for the work of the Lord. Amen. And it's an exciting time in the life of our church. You know, uh, this, has been a, this has been a crazy time. Uh, I, I remember uh, when, uh, Dave, when Corona uh, was just in the news, just right. in the news, and we were still meeting, and um, a person came up. We didn't know whether to handshake or do the elbow thing at that time, right? Right, right. This person came up uh, after church and uh, said, hey, um, you know, I don't know if we should pass that basket for the offering, because we're all touching it. And I looked at her like, what are you talking about? And she must have noticed that because she just said, uh, okay, okay, that's fine. Right. Just, an, just an idea. Right. And when she walked off, I thought, you know, you know, you don't, you know, you mess with a lot of stuff, but don't mess with the offering, right? I mean, at that yeah. time, only 20% of people gave online. <laughs> okay, that was Sunday. By Wednesday, we were talking about, yeah. how are we gonna take up the offering differently, right? right? The next day, I'm on the phone with a pastor of a large church in the North Hills, and we're saying, are you going to be open? I don't know if we're going to be open. Then I'm talking to the elders. By Friday, we're filming a video saying, we're not going to meet physically this week, yeah, yeah. but we're going to meet uh, online. And uh, it, it, just, it just happened just like that. Right. It went from, are you serious? We're not going to pass the offering to, we're not having church. Right. Then it was going to be two weeks. I remember when I talked to that pastor, we're going to plan for two weeks because this isn't going to go on very long. Right. So we're sitting in a leadership team meeting and someone said, well, what if it goes on longer than two weeks? And I said, don't even say that. You're crazy. Now, right. first, just you got to know, thankfully, I'm surrounded by a lot of people smarter than I am. <laughs> we so both are. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah, I didn't want you to comment particularly <laughs> on that for me. But that's been eight, eight or nine weeks ago. I don't yeah, even, I, I'm I losing know, track. I know. And now we're talking about reopening. Right. And we've got the same team, smart team, in the room with others trying to figure yeah. out how you... Re we're looking at webinars. We're, we're looking at... We're, we're getting information from churches around the country. How do you, how do you reopen? Right. You, you, you know, you just don't open the doors and say everyone come in. Right. There's going to be limits to numbers. Yeah. Um, what, about, how, what do you do with kids? And then, and then if, if tomorrow we said, you know, the church is open, everyone come, well, time out. Yeah. Some people aren't ready for that. The yeah. psyche of, of people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and every day we're, we're talking about digital ministry. How do we do that better? How do we crank that yeah. up? So we're going to continue to plan. We're going to continue to talk. And we're going to continue to communicate to you as clearly as we can and in real time. But we want you to know, I want you to know, as we're going through this uh, with a lot of unknowns, here are five things that we're committed to. First of all, we are committed to prayer. Now, yeah. and that sounds so obvious. We've always been committed to prayer, but now we are recommitted yeah. to prayer. We're praying like we've never prayed before. You know, we, we don't know what next week's going to hold. But here's what we do know. God does. 
And James chapter 1, verse 5 says this, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. It will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with not doubting. So we are saying, God, we know you know everything. You're sovereign. You're all-knowing. You're in charge. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be those who get our wisdom from you. So that's the first prayer. That's the first level of prayer, right? Right. The second level of prayer comes more personally. And we've been asking for, for go-to verses from many of you, and, and you've sent them in. We keep sending them in. We, we love those. And I'm Why, sorry I took some of them into a bathtub or certain places, but uh, thank you for understanding. I told Dave, <laughs> you know, if you're worried about what I'm going to do the next day, I'll never be in my bedroom or the bathroom. Right? Run to the holy thing. Dave, I just teach from the Bible. Okay, Dave? I'm just you, know. you can have all those you want. So, so Lyle and Val and Darren and Eric sent this verse in. This is the second part of prayer, right? So ask of wisdom, the big part, and then in our hearts, because we all, we all have fear Absolutely. and things going on. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with mm. thanksgiving, let right. your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, mm. which, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And, and those are the two things that we really want to pray. So if you, if you want to write down two verses about prayer, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom mm. with my family. Give me wisdom with my business. Give me wisdom at our church. Right. But calm my heart, too. Mm. And uh, just take the anxiousness away. Take the fear away. Take the confusion away. Right. And give me that peace that does surpass all understanding. So very practically with prayer, we've been praying as a church together more than ever before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's interesting. We're disconnected, but it feels like we're more connected. Yeah, we, uh, we've never had so much engagement in congregational yeah. prayer. I couldn't highlight within the limited time, but I knew we would get to it here. The, the amount of people who are praying right now together has been remarkable. It's been, it's been so cool to see. And on Wednesday nights, join us. Yeah. 6.30 yep. on Wednesday nights, every Wednesday night, we come together to pray. Right. And it, uh, for Dave and I, it's been, it's been a highlight awesome. of our week. In fact, I got to tell you a quick story. Uh, we said, Rick, you're working too much. Why don't you take some time off? Don't, don't come to the Wednesday night. And Rick said, Ron said, I'll sing. I'll do the yeah, songs. I'll, do the know, song. I'll be fine. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, what's hard about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, it'd be great, guys. It'd be right? great. And Rick said, no, I, I want to be here. <laughs> this is like, a, this is like a, yeah. a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And to come together and pray, we, we can't tell you how... Um, impactful. That's just, just personally, yeah. uh, that's been for us. The other thing I want to say, um, business owners and leaders, you guys are under the gun. We've been, we've been praying about first responders. We've been praying about nurses and doctors, and we continue to do that. Right. But business leaders and owners, you guys are making hard decisions, mm-hmm. furloughs, yeah. layoffs. Do I borrow money? Do I not borrow money? How does this work? So right. next Friday at noon, May the 8th, we're going to have a a prayer Zoom call for business owners and leaders. I'm going to lead a quick devotion. We'll have some elders to pray. If we, depending on how many people are there, we can interact and, with each other. But we want to pray yeah. because, man, some tough decisions are being made. So if you want to be a part of that, you need to register for it. So just email uh, mstockman at biblechapel.org. And next Friday at noon, man, we'd love for the business leaders and owners to be a part of that. Yeah. All right? So prayer, we are recommitting to prayer. Secondly, we're recommitting to biblical community. Again, we've always known that. We've always been working on that. But again, we have seen people more connected now than ever before. And here's the thing, Dave, I was thinking about this. We're gaining so much ground in certain areas, we cannot lose it 
when we come back physically. Yeah, we've, we've been saying we have two plans, plan to return physically and plans to keep going digitally. Right. The connection on both ends. So think about that. Think about the power of digital connection now. Yeah. Now you've got physical connection and right. digital connection. That's going to be, That's gonna be an close. extremely powerful uh, combination. Right. Now here's the thing about biblical community. We're all in the same storm, right? I mean, th this is, a, this is an, I'll say that word, unprecedented time, right? Yeah. Unprecedented. We have not been here before. Yeah. And here we are. Uh, everyone's in the same storm. I mean, we've never had a time where we could all say, we are all in this, the whole right. world is in this thing together. Right. But everyone's in a different boat. Right. And people are going through different things. Uh, I was talking to one guy this week and he said, you know, quite honestly, you know, financially, I'm, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. uh, our family, we're loving it together. We're playing games, we're having devos, we're having a great time. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I, this is, it's been a, kind of a yeah. break. It's Slow been down. kind of a breath of fresh air. Other people are saying, well, time out. Mm -hmm. I lost my job. Right. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to juggle my job right. and keep it with the kids around the house. I've never done homeschooling. Now I became a homeschooler. Yeah. All right, and so we got all these people doing different things. Same storm, but different boats. Right. And so our community, we gotta, we, we gotta make sure we are ministering to individuals as we go through this. And, and, and I want us to think of one person, just all together as a church family. I, I can't even imagine uh, going through this, but Michelle, um, uh, her daughter was, in a, was hit by a car about a year ago. Right. And has been in a coma. This is, she's, the daughter's in Colorado, Michelle is here. And a uh, 23-year-old daughter, Michelle's daughter, just passed away. And I can't even imagine that. Right. And she can't go to be, uh, you know, just to grieve that part of her daughter's passing. Right. So we talk about different boats. Yeah. That's a different boat. Right. And as a community, we've got to say, Michelle, we, we love you. We mourn with you. Mm. We're with you. We want to walk with you through this. And as a Bible Chapel family, let's just, let's just pause and pray for Michelle right now. Father, right now, we lift up Michelle to you. We are praying, Lord, that you bless her. We are praying that you encourage her. Lord, we're praying that you wrap your arms around her and she feels that. She experiences your love. And Lord, I, we don't, there are not even words for this. But you tell us that when our words uh, fall short, your spirit takes over. And I pray that your spirit would speak to Michelle and give her the comfort and the strength she needs. Lord, as a Bible Chapel family, we lift Michelle up to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Ron, when you prayed uh, for Michelle, it brought me back to Wednesday night. The thing that the only thing that's been hard about Wednesday nights, we said after the prayer nights, is in one moment we are praising God for something. Mm -hmm. And then the next name that comes up, I lost a loved one. Right. And to transition from that praise to the depth of heartache, and that, that's <sighs> the different boats, the different boats that we experience as a it's church been, family. It's been rough. Yeah. It's been rough. So we're committed, we're recommitting to prayer, to biblical community, and safety and protection for our congregation. All right, so <laughs> a lot of things are going on, right? Yeah. We're a multi-generational church and we want to come back together, but we want to come back together in unity and we want to come back together still being friends yes, <laughs> with yes, each other. Yes. So like, here's the deal. Um, you know, some people are just wired differently than others. 
So we're right. following some Facebook chat, and it's always fun, right? It's and fun. so you have some saying, open the church up. Man, let's just go for it, and let's just, faith, let's let's just go. go back. God's going to protect us. Let's go do it. And you have someone saying, hey, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. I ain't stepping foot in there right. until I get all this thing yeah. figured out. Yeah. So as a church, the, the psychology of this thing is a, is a new study that we have to work with. Right. And we're going to have people that are saying, you know, let's go do it. Mm, time out. Now, listen, we want you to know this. We're going to come back. We're going to come back stronger than ever, or we're going to come back together. That's right. And so we're not going to say, oh, you're faithless, or no, you're reckless. We're going to say, no, we're all together. And at the end of the day, however this thing unfolds, however this thing works, if whether we're meeting in smaller groups, just in homes or larger groups here, we're still trying to figure all this out. We don't know yet. Right. But we're going to come back strong, we're going to come back together, and we're still doing digital. Yeah. So you have to decide what you're comfortable with, right? right? With your family and your person, and no one's judging you for that. Yeah. You keep digital for a while and we're doing physical, that's fine. No one's judging you for that. You're not faithless and you're not reckless. We're gonna do this thing together. Right. But we're committed to the safety and protection of our congregation. Absolutely. The amount of encouraging emails, texts, everything you and I yeah. have received, the biggest thing is the prayers. Keep praying for us. We have big decisions ahead of us and, and we wanna make sure like God has done for the past two months, he leads us uh, continually as we enter into this rebound physical phase of ministry. Yeah, so whatever you decide, you don't have to make any apologies for. We're, yeah. we're in this thing together. Right. Okay, here's the fourth thing that we're recommitting to. We wanna set a Christian example in our community. We, we've gotta do that, yeah. right? So we have the governor tell us, telling us what we can do and we have our uh, area telling us what we can do. Then there are national laws. We're told two things in scripture. We're told to abide by the laws of your land. Right. And so we need to do that. Whatever the laws of the land are, that's from scripture. And some people say, well, they're just persecuting the church. They're not gonna open the church. They're persecuting, what do you think? Bars are closed, right? So <laughs> we're just not talking about the church. We got restaurants and bars and everything else. This is a pandemic we're going through. Right. So we're gonna abide by the laws of our land. Secondly, <clears throat> please listen to this. We need to set the example because the pandemic's gonna be over and we wanna have a platform with our community where we say, you know what? We were in this thing with you. Your restaurant wasn't opening up and you now we followed the same rules right. because the gospel of Jesus Christ is, is bigger, way bigger than this pandemic. And we're gonna have the opportunity really to demonstrate what, what, what it looks like to follow Jesus long after this Absolutely. is over. Well said. Okay, one more thing. I think I'm running out of time. <laughs> Am I You're running out of time? Am I running Ron, out of time? We're digital. We can go as long. <laughs> there's, no, there's no stealer game. Like, what are they going to? Yeah, Simon you know? will probably you cut. Can, you guys can hang with us. Right? Simon will cut out everything I said. I have like a little one, one sentence in here. Okay, last thing. Uh, this is what I'm excited about. Yeah. Dave, we are, we are going to come back stronger than we have ever been Absolutely. before. Absolutely. You know, we've been preaching this for years. The home is the hub of worship. The home is the hub of worship. It's the home of discipleship. And now we're like, we're, we're experiencing that, right? We've been yeah. talking about it. Now we're experiencing it. Yeah. It starts one family at a time, one person at a time, one parent at a time. Mm. And we're, gonna, we're going to take a little pause on our First Corinthians series. We're coming back 
uh, with a series we're calling Anchored. Right. And uh, we're going to address head on some things that are going on in people's lives. Yeah. I mean, this again, this is a different time. The theme verse for our new series is going to be Hebrews chapter 6, verse uh, 19. And Hebrews 6, uh, 19 uh, says this. Wrap, they've wrapped up in, we won't get into the explanation, I'll do that next week, but yeah. wrapped up in this Old uh, Testament worship, yeah. uh, the writer of the Hebrews says, we have, believers, we have, talking about Jesus, we have this sure and steadfast anchor of our soul. I love that. We have this anchor of our soul. Right. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but before the cross was the symbol of Christianity, the anchor was the symbol yeah. of Christianity. Yeah. And the anchor, if you go to the old, uh, early Christian graves in the catacombs of Rome. It's engraved everywhere. Engraved yeah. is, are anchors yep. on the Christian graves. Right. And the anchor was the symbol that we are safe, mm. we are secure, mm. it holds us in place. And so the writer of Hebrews, like, he says, we have this sure and steadfast anchor. I love that. So, Two things, real quick. Yep. Sure means this. Sure means not to totter, unshakable. Like a teeter-totter, you're tottering and teetering back and forth. Sure means you're steady. You right. got it. You are unshakable. That's good. Jesus is the sure anchor of our soul. And steadfast. Steadfast means uh, not to break under the weight. So mm. it's like you're walking on something and you know it's going to hold you up. Mm. The writer says Jesus is that one who is unshakable, he holds us up. Jesus provides an unshakable confidence in the storms of life. Absolutely. So we're gonna do this series, Dave, and, 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 and we wanna do it, I, I, I don't like this word, I'll have the creative, I'll have Rick and the creative people do a better <laughs> word, but it's like a toolkit, right? Yeah. It's like a toolkit, it's a how-to, because yeah. we, need, we need something now, this is not theory, right? We need to be able to say, here's how I do this. Right. So we wanna say, we are anchored in Jesus, here's what that looks like, here's what it feels like, here's how we do it. And then we want to address the different issues, right? We're confused. Confusion's a lot of issues. Confusion's like, what, what is God doing? And one, one guy uh, sent me this. He said, like, confusion, like, I don't even know what to believe. I read this. I hear this. What do you believe? Right. Well, if you're confused, if you're feeling confused, how do you anchor in God's word? Yep. If you're feeling anxious, right. how do you anchor in peace? If you're feeling afraid, how do you anchor in trust. Right. If you're feeling alone, how do you anchor in community? Right. Uh, if you're feeling like overwhelmed, how do you anchor in peace? What I love about, this is not just the COVID-19 series, because we said no. this is the current storm of our lives. Another one's coming, another one's coming, and these truths are gonna stay with us as we go through our life. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. excited for this series. You know, it's, it's, it's COVID today, yeah. it's something else tomorrow. Yeah. And we gotta be those because discipleship starts at home. Right. The home is the hub of worship. Yeah. We gotta be those who know in our hearts, here's what I believe, here's where I'm standing. I am anchored in Jesus Christ. He is my short and steadfast anchor. Yeah. I'm gonna live that out. I'm gonna teach it to my family. I'm gonna show it to my coworkers. I'm gonna show it to my community. Because again, it's COVID now, it's some other crisis later. And we want Jesus to be the anchor of our soul. I'm, exci yeah. I'm excited about the series. We'll take a little pause from 1 Corinthians. You okay right. with that? I'm fine with that. All right. You're going to wear your bomber jacket? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> no matter what, I can never catch up to what Rick 
wears on his jackets, but I'm, you know, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. As long as you wear your jean jacket next week, Ron, we'll see what happens. I actually have a bomber jacket too, but it's not, it's not the cool letter jacket, bomber jacket. Okay. How many times have we mentioned bomber jacket today? That's, the, that's not the theme, okay, that's not the theme. Personally, as families, as a church, we are going to come back stronger than we Amen. have ever been before. Amen. Dave, uh, crazy time, isn't it? Crazy time. Crazy time. Take us and lead us yeah. into this last song. And uh, the bit old Ron just said, we will, we already have come back. Like, we're already coming back stronger. We see that, we saw that through the testimonies. And we're about to sing. We're so excited for this final song because our worship teams across all our campuses have been phenomenal during this time. And this is the first time on, on uh, our digital ministry platforms, you're gonna see them together. They're gonna sing a song together. And it's, it's a song, I think, that, that fits the anthem of today and this time, and it's Waymaker. And, and there, are, there are verses in here that I think hit home to the heart of what we all have experienced because there's been so much uncertainty, but we have our anchor, right, in Jesus Christ. So this, the verses say, even when I don't see it, you're moving, right? Even when I don't feel it, you're moving. And we know that he is our way maker, our miracle worker, our promise keeper, because that's just who God is. So as we close this time of celebration, whether you want to stand in your living room, whatever is your mode of worship right now, join our entire worship team of our church as we sing Waymaker. <laughs> 